The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. The Africa Business Focus brought to you by South African Airways. And Diana Games is the chief executive at the business consultancy Africa at Work. And let's get to Nigeria first. Um, The growth rates in Nigeria, how are things panning out? Above, below expectations? What's happening to growth in the biggest economy in Africa? What we've seen, Bruce, is the release of the um, second quarter growth figures in Nigeria showing that it's on a reasonable growth trajectory of of 3.54% in the second quarter, which is higher than the first, slightly higher than the first quarter. Um, And and it is above the market forecasts, which were originally below 3%. Nigeria has been having a tough time. I think the biggest problem it's facing at the moment, apart from the insecurity in some areas, is a huge uh, forex crunch. It's nothing new in Nigeria. It's it's hugely dependent on oil production to um, um, for 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 foreign exchange revenues. And uh, what's happened is that there's a large amount of kind of theft and pipeline vandalism, which means oil production is well below target and much lower than it should be. So as a result, obviously the revenues coming in are also lower than they should be. So we're just seeing there's a lot of problems. People cannot get imports into the country. Um, it's even becoming difficult to travel. I, I see your shows um, sponsored by SAA. Uh, you know, of course, they will be affected. Uh, apparently, the government sent or the central bank owes 464 million to airlines um, in ticket sales in, inside the country that it can't repatriate because of the foreign doesn't have the foreign exchange to do so um, it has paid some of it but it's not enough to stop for example emirates which is one of the most popular airlines going out of nigeria uh, to suspend its flights from next month until it can get its money out and we've also seen british airways saying that they um are, will only take um uh, fee affairs in in hard currency because they can't get the local currency out so there's a lot of issues around the foreign exchange problem related to the oil uh problem um etc but what we have also seen which is positive in the growth figures is that the non-oil sector has performed well um as it has been for a long time um strongly led by ICT investment but there are various other sectors as well so so we'll see how this how this goes what we do have coming up in Nigeria and and this is um I guess a real double edged sword for Nigeria as it is for many other African countries and that is an election um so that is coming up in February and of course uh, things are already in kind of full swing there's a there's a lot of people's attention diverted to this political campaign. Well, the campaigns haven't really started yet, but in effect, you know, elections are a very big thing in Nigeria. And um, so it doesn't take long for for this uh, thing to get into full swing. And uh, I think it's a highly contested election as well. There's no obvious winner. I think pe- things have, people are, are, are tired of the Bihari administration saying that, that Nigeria has not reached its, its full potential, notwithstanding COVID and oil price mm. crashes. Um, there's a lot of other problems that they've had. So whether this will affect the ruling party, um, I don't know. Um, the, the other one of the other candidates is actually um, Tiku Abubakar, who's, who's in fact a, a close friend of, of former President Jacob Zuma. So that would be interesting to see Ooh. how things would pan out um, was he to win the, the Nigerian election. So that's still some time away. Yeah. But it is already a factor in, in kind of election, in sorry, in investors thinking, well, should we hold out? Should we wait a bit longer? 
and and just see how this thing pans out. Well, hopefully so, we get a more decisive yeah. outcome than we did in Kenya recently. I mean, that was just so close and so narrow. And it doesn't bode, I mean, it's wonderful for democracy in theory, but it doesn't bode well for stability when you've got half the country absolutely livid and the other half, uh, you know, in raptures of joy um, that their candidate has won. You don't get sort of a sense of conclusive support for a, for a candidate. I know, and I think I think that's absolutely right. I mean, I was actually um, an election monitor in the Kenyan elections, and and people were very seemed very um, on the day seemed very very dedicated to making this election as free and fair as possible. I mean, you just really felt it wherever you went. People were really doing their jobs very thoroughly, etc. But in fact, the interesting thing is that it, it seems like a lot of the uh, if there was skullduggery, which is not yet proven, it was in the in the um, the whole technology side, um, where, where everybody thought that actually it was technology that would save the Kenyan and other elections from, from rigging. But it seems that that was one of the enablers. But, we, you know, the jury is still out. So we'll see how that goes. But I agree with you. If you know that half, just about half the country is, is in favor of one party and, and not the winning party, yeah, it, it, it definitely affects the kind of the sense of moving forward at the end of an election. Talk to me then about, we'll stay with Nigeria, just look at uh, the, the advertising regulator. And it's a weird story here in terms of the use of foreign models in adverts and uh, the sort of real protectionism and, dare I say, xenophobia to, in, in, the, in the advertising industry? Well, it's not the first, uh, the first sort of um, move in this direction. What has happened um, just recently, and it's caused quite a stir on social media and comment because people are, are, are still not quite sure how they feel about it, people outside Nigeria and even inside. Um, the, the regulator has banned the use of foreign models in adverts that are being flighted locally on television, etc. Um, the reason for this is, is that it wants to develop local talent. I think a lot of African governments are aware of a lot of young people without work, without opportunity. And this is one of the areas where they feel they can really develop the youth market is in advertising and, and in the sort of media world. Um, and there already is a ban in place on foreign voiceovers in television adverts in Nigeria. Um, so so this is another step. And, and there was already also, a, a, you, you would have to pay like a penalty of about $240 for every foreign model used in an advertising spot before this ban came came into play. Um, and a lot of commentators have said, look, that had already, um, th- that was a response to Nigerians saying, you know, there's 200 million of us. How can, how can we not find people who, who, you know, who are Nigerian to advertise goods in Nigeria? Um, and I think it's um, it'd be interesting to talk to a, an advertising sort of expert about this to say, you know, I think a lot of, companies, Nigeria is home to a lot of like British multinationals in, in particular, that they have campaigns that roll across regions, for example, rather than, than countries. And um, so, uh, you know, I, I just don't, I don't know how, how that's going to play out. They do say that they can continue with the with the current um, campaigns that are, that are ongoing. But, um, uh, yeah, so I think it will certainly drive empowerment. But, uh, you know, is it too blunt an instrument? You know, the, the, I think the you know there's a lot of I believe there's a lot of South Africans who who are in adverts that are flighted in Nigeria, and also you get a lot of people in the diaspora. You know, with British accents, that's quite an aspirational thing in advertising because Nigerians really like imported goods and they see that as being being something that is that is um, aspirational. So perhaps that's been a reason for it. Um, although, of course, they have have a very large 
Nigerian diaspora with with the British and American accents mm. as a consequence of people being educated abroad. So it's early days. Um, I think we we need to see how this plays out. But there's certainly I've seen on social media myself that there's been quite a quite a lot of support for let's do this. I mean, South Africa would probably lend itself to something like this. But uh, saying you know we need more Africans to be. It's part of a kind of rising. I don't know if nationalism is the right word, but a, a kind of let Africa be for Africans, part of that kind of sentiment, which is growing across Africa. And, and perhaps this is going to be well received and replicated in, in, okay. um, in other countries. So it'd be interesting to see. Watch that space. And then Zimbabwe in what was 2020 suspended both PPC and Old Mutual. Long, I mean, Old Mutual has been in Zimbabwe almost as long as it's been in South Africa. It's been, you know, it goes, it goes back probably more than a century. They were both suspended from the Zim stock exchange. Is there any prospect of them ever getting back? Do they care? Um, one would think from a local perspective they would. But um, what is the position? Well, what happened, uh, Brucia? Yeah, it, 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 in 2020, they were banned because, uh, you know, as with everything to do with Zimbabwe, it was a complicated story where um, at the time the, the local, the black market rate for the currency was was, was moving really rapidly. <clears throat> and I think the government was uh, casting around for scapegoats. And the and these uh, dual listed stocks on the on the Zimbabwe Stock Exchange were targeted, and that would be Old Mutual PPC, and I think another was Seedco, which is a large Zimbabwe company. And um, and 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 at the time, the, the, they were accused of fueling speculation. Well, not they, but the, the fact of their dual listing enabled um, speculation on the black market rate, which the government said was 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 pushing the the, the rate into the ground. And so they suspended these companies. But there seemed to be another reason that they suspended them, not just about this whole speculative issue, but also because they were about to launch um, this uh, what people called a vanity project of a sort, the Victoria Falls Stock Exchange, which was launched in October 2020, just soon after these suspensions. And this is a purely US dollar denominated exchange. Um, and the idea, I think, was that 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 these uh, uh, PPC and All Mutual Zimbabwe would automatically graduate to this exchange, but that actually did not happen. Seedco listed, and in fact, there, uh, as we speak, there's only four listings, and two of them are mining companies, Seedco, and <clears throat> another Zimbabwe uh, company, Padenga. Um, so they haven't seen the success of that as as they'd hoped. So now they, I think, they're looking again at the, at these. At these suspensions of Old Mutual Zimbabwe and and uh, PPC, and they and the head of the Zimbabwe Stock Exchange said, no, well, there's a big announcement to you soon, but he wouldn't say what that is. But it does, you know, they, he said they were embarrassed that it's taken so long to resolve this problem. I mean, I don't really know what that means. But what he also said, interestingly, is there's been no foreign exchange, no foreign direct investment or foreign currency moving onto the Zimbabwe Stock Exchange since 2015 which really shows you that I think the size of the risk of that market. People are worried about putting their money in, but particularly about getting their money out because there are there's so many different exchange rates. And, uh, you know, I think you might have heard already that they've now um, producing these gold coins as some kind of yes. um, tender in Zimbabwe. I'm not sure of all the details around that. It's it's designed to stop the, the, the currency in mm. free fall and, and rein in inflation. You can't so, muck you know, about on the yeah, you can't, going on. Yeah, you can't muck about with pet with pet projects and expect that to make a fundamental difference. If you restructure your economy, do it properly, go back to basics. But thank you very much, Diana Games, Chief Executive at the business consultancy Africa at Work. I forgot to play Tricky Tuesday. I had a fabulous Tricky Tuesday for you today. The Tricky Tuesday number is ninety two. 
92. It's a birthday. That's all I will give you. You've got five minutes. 92. A birthday. That's your quiz. <laughs> it's not really a quiz. It's a fun game. 072-702-1702. That is the WhatsApp number this evening if you want to play Tricky Tuesday. 92. It's a birthday. Whose?